It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. We are back after a couple of weeks of uh, being on the unable to perform list, or what it physically unable to perform, the pup list. The pup list. The snow list. The ice list. Whatever it is. Whatever it was, we weren't here for a couple of weeks. Um, boys, it was about negative 20 degrees last week at this time. Today, 70. Hey, Chip, as you know, I, I, um, I am tasked with finding the, the players, outstanding performers of the week. There is old man winner and Mother Nature, and they came in and they kicked butt, didn't they? Yes, they did. Mother Nature, I think, was had a few too many to drink or something over the holidays. Ooh, man, was... you don't anger her. No, no. But anyway, they, they've moved on, hopefully. So we are here today, and boys, we are joined by some royalty. Hey, hey. A social media sensation, in fact. Coach yeah, Daryl Fimple down at North Little Rock. I'm telling you, I've, I've, the show, the quality of the show has gone up ten notches just just having him on. <laughs> well, it doesn't take much with this bunch right here. So that, the bar's not that high, Coach. No, so don't, don't uh, Yeah, yeah. Yes, so again, I understand. Especially yes, in these COVID times. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. I'm not saying we're we're. Uh, yeah, I'm just keep. I'm not saying it. <laughs> so, Coach. You guys down there in the 6A Central, I'm going to give you major props and really your ADs for making sure that the games that were canceled for various reasons, being whether they be COVID-related or weather-related or whatever, and getting those games played so that you guys could play the full regular season without having to have a conference tournament, you guys are to be commended for that. Yeah, thank you. I think we've, uh, you know, we've uh, done some uh, – well, we've been lucky because we've had two teams like uh, us and Northside have never we haven't missed a game. That's right. Wood. Uh, so we've played our you know twelve game schedule uh, going into the snow days, uh, which just adds on to the craziness of this year. And then uh, finally figured out with the added of the week that we could actually get all the COVID games made up, and uh, that way you could play it out because um, if you, if you went into the conference season, you had some uh, teams that were limited. Uh, due to COVID, that wouldn't have a chance to move up seating wise. Right. So it's enabled them to at least you know play for a chance to uh, move up in the seating stuff. So I think it's great. Any game that we get to play, like I told our kids at the start of the year, if we get to play twelve games, if we get to play ten games, you know it's going to be uh, just uh, awesome to be able to play. Period. Absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of what we've done. We've done a lot of things. Uh, to get to play games, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, one of my assistants, I think we should be janitors of the year down here because we've done a fantastic job uh, of keeping things uh, just, you know, I've, I've probably mopped more floors than I have in a long time. <laughs> and uh, that, that was just for our kids to be able to play. So, um, and it's been worth it, that's for sure. There you go. So, Coach, you guys have been a little bit fluid with your schedule. I know that last night you guys didn't play Tuesday night, but you're going to play tonight, Wednesday night. Um, yes, and then you, Coach, are you guys playing Friday, or do you, are you off until next Thursday when you're going to play that game uh, against Northside? We're going to play. Yeah, we're going to play the next Thursday against Northside. Yeah, and and just, that will uh, wrap up the regular season for you guys. And, and that uh, will end the regular season for us. And then most everybody in our conference will have played all their games. And they might be using that Friday, but they, uh, I think they're going to use a couple Saturdays to get them all in. Now, Coach Fimple, let's back up to like last, I believe it was last Wednesday, um, uh-huh. When snow was blanketed, you know, every everybody was buried under six, eight, ten inches of snow. Yeah. 
Yes, no fossil lakes. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. So you guys in the Central at that time were saying we are going to have a conference tournament because you didn't see any way that you could get the regular season games all played. So you guys had yes. even gone so far as to draw up a bracket, had a bracket oh, yes. ready to go. Oh, yeah. And uh, – our Henry Apple, who hasn't who hasn't said anything yet on this podcast, but I know he's just saving back a little bit for coming in, coming in the late innings, bringing the heat from the left side, coach. Um, he and Rick Fires, and we won't even count Rick, so he's over here, you know, whatever. Uh, Are we on the air? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We coach, we had we spent the better part of a, a, probably a day and a half compiling all the conference tournament brackets, yep. all the schedules, talked to coaches. Yes wrote two stories that were in our Thursday edition, right, Henry, Thursday edition of the Democrat Gazette. That's correct. And, and Coach, that paper and the digital edition had not even gotten cold yet in the driveway <laughs> when everybody, the ADs, not just in 6A Central, but 6A West in the small classifications said, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Right. We think we can, <laughs> we think we can play the regular season. So we had to go back to the drawing board just like you guys did. And uh, – yeah. And, and coach, I'm glad that I'm glad that they did that because there were some some things that were going to happen there, particularly in the 6A West, um, where that not finishing out the regular season could have a big impact uh, on the conference tournament. Which the 6A West had already determined way back in January that they were going to have a conference tournament. This is you know this is uh, yes. you know that yeah. was already in the works, um, but uh, not playing through the regular season was going to mean some teams had played fewer games than others, and and uh, it was really going to impact especially the, t- the top one and two seeds. Um, and, for example, Fayetteville uh, girls, a uh, very, very good team, and you know that. Bentonville girls, oh, yeah. a very, very good team, and you know that. Well, yes, because sir. Fayetteville had, was, had been able to play one more game than Bentonville and had one more win because of it, that meant they were going to get the number one seed even though – they had split their head-to-head, and Bentonville held a two-point advantage over Fayetteville. But because Fayetteville had, what was it, Henry, nine wins, and Bentonville had eight wins, yep. I believe is correct. That is correct. Uh, then Fayetteville was going to be the number one seed and would get to host if those two teams were to play you know, in the final. And, uh, of course, ironically, Fayetteville won their game against Bentonville at home. Bentonville won its game against Fayetteville at home. So what, you know – uh, what they were able to do is go back and say, okay, let's go ahead and finish out these regular season games. There's a couple of games that we're going to need to get made up. We can get that done. And that way everybody goes into the conference tournament having played the same number of games and everybody is – there's really nothing that they can complain about. Right. So that's the way it should be. There's already going to be enough to complain about out there. But, you know, if you can take care of a problem, uh, take care of that problem, and then let's just move on from there. It's, it's, that's the best way to do it. And that's what you guys in the Central did. Yeah, and, and we kind of had uh, that scenario played out because we had uh, – and, and I was a proponent to play it out. I, I didn't really want to play a conference tournament um, just because I thought we've played 12 games and made it through this, and you know then we turn around and all that could change, even though playing around Robin, uh, that could happen. But it was actually going to hurt Conway because they had a COVID game. Right. So they didn't have a chance to get points-wise. And I was thinking, who would want to win a conference championship based on points and a team not getting to play somebody? Right. Uh, I don't think that's fair for kids. And here I am, you know, I don't, you know, things could, we could be, we could go from a one seed to a three seed because of that. Uh, But I just thought that was the fair thing to do. I just, I think that, you know, it's always been set up for the years and past. Everybody plays around Robin. Uh, You know, if we have snow days, we always make those up. They're built into the schedule. 
uh, and now that they added the other week, I just thought it would be way wiser to use that week to make up the COVID games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, just because I think that's fair to all the kids. I mean, every kid gets a chance then to, you know, to, to make up those games. And then, uh, you know, they get to make up those games that they wouldn't otherwise get to make up. So they would have played lesser games going into the conference tournament even. So it's like I said from the very start, when all this stuff hit, the more the kids get an opportunity to play after all the stuff they've been through, I don't care if you were 0-19 or, you know, 21-2, and it, it, at least it gave them a chance to play and have some kind of normalcy. And settle it on the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing about anything. You know, yeah. everybody always talks about seeding and tournament time. There's, you know, I guess being successful the as long as I have been, it's it really comes down to uh, – an old coach told me one time, he said there's two things that happen in basketball season around state tournament time. He goes, you're either – you know, really, really happy you're in the finals or you're really, really happy that's over and you're planning for next year. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing that comes bad, you know, about postseason play. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm just really proud of our kids. I'm, I'm proud of our conference. I'm proud of our administration. Uh, really having these kids uh, be able to play this year. Absolutely. And AAA. I mean, uh, you know, that that's a hard decision to make. And I know they were, you know, bombarded with stuff, but – uh, you know, they made it, and it's, you know, people aren't happy. Some people are happy. You know, some people aren't ever going to be happy. Um, but, it, you know, in the long run, at least they're making decisions for our kids to play. And Give coach, them an opportunity. Coach, that's something else I should I should mention, too, is that this would not have been possible, and you guys would not have gotten to play out your regular season and whatever if oh, the yeah. AAA had not pushed the state and regional basketball tournaments back a week. Uh, meaning they're going to be played a week later than when they were originally scheduled. So that extra week allowed these conferences, um, you know, to finish their regular season. It allowed the 6A West to go ahead and play out their conference uh, tournament uh, as planned. Um, it also impacted the smaller schools, the lower classification schools. It allowed oh, who, yeah. whose conference tournaments are huge uh, because those feed into regionals that feed into state. Um and so it allowed them to not have to alter those schedules. So you're, you're right, Coach. Props to the AAA for doing that and uh, and giving these schools a chance to, uh, you know, play the kind of season that, that you should, you know, that they should play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, of course, you move into spring sports, which I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do on that. Well, Coach, uh, they're, they're, you think they're you're happy. Push their season yeah. in. Well, you... uh, and if you have kids that play multiple sports, it's going to kind of be a problem. So, well, Coach, but like I said, yeah, I mean, I, that's beyond, by, beyond my pay grade. Yeah, I know I know you're happy to have get to play however many games you you have gotten to play. Those oh, coaches yeah. in baseball and softball and whatever, they're happy to get anything because last year yes, you had it all exactly. taken away from them. So, exactly. uh, yeah, so they, if, they, if they have to wait a week or whatever to get their full team, I think they'll be okay with that. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. <laughs> no so, doubt. So I had alluded earlier to the fact that this Coach Daryl Fimple is a social media sensation. And if you have not seen his his morning Facebook post, and Rick's looking over here at me like, what the heck is this Facebook, FaceTime, and Face FaceScape? <laughs> Can I get that on my flip phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think if right. you dialed up Sarah on the, you know, on Sarah, the rotary, yeah, she can okay. get this for you. All right. But anyway, Coach, it's Coach Fimple and his daughter – every morning and it's a uh, a really funny uh little thing that they've worked out coach y'all get together in the evening and, and, and choreograph i mean how, how does this work and none and that's what amazes people even the people at good morning america i had to talk to like five 
four or five producers when they had us on because they couldn't believe we we literally just go to the truck. They just go and get ready to go to school in the truck, and then I just come in with God knows what. It could be, <laughs> uh, it could be, and it's so their reaction is completely one hundred percent whatever happens that day. Uh, now since basketball season started, we've kind of cut back, but I'm sure you know spring's around the corner and. Uh, we'll get back because people absolutely love it. So yeah, it's, it's, coach, been, it is it's been great for us. That's it, for sure. it is greatness. And for those people who um, who haven't seen it, uh, first of all, they, they can see it if they're if on, on Facebook. That's because Coach Fimple posted on Facebook, Instagram too, right, Coach? Yeah, uh, it's on actually Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. okay, yeah. it's Twitter, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you get up and you're having a bad day and you've gotten two hours of sleep or whatever and you're you're in a bad day or whatever find this on twitter and check out this video that, that coach pimple and his daughter do coach once a week or how, I, don't, I don't know if it's every day like you mentioned but uh, but it's it's it, there for a while it was almost every day it um, was every day we, could, we couldn't shut it down i mean I, it was just like people were uh contacted from like canada new zealand i mean all over the place wanting to know hey are you guys okay you got covid is everybody all right uh you know why weren't you on there every day so they just kind of started snowballing wow. and snowballing and snowballing and then uh okay like hey, said, we're okay. taking a little break but i'm sure we'll be back at it eventually all right for the unwashed right here who are not uh just give me an example is you you're two daughters or how old are they are you in a truck talking about just day-to-day stuff what you're going to have for lunch uh what, what what's well, the topic it, it, what are y'all the doing? ideal the ideal came from what was all happening tiktok right tiktok i have a seventh grader and i have a senior okay and uh both of them were going back to school face to face um both of them uh are basketball players one's a soccer player too um, so every morning it was a motivational thing, something to, you know, this oh, today you know, is, okay. you know, uh, wet your whistle Wednesday or hey, uh, today is blow your whistle. We dressed up as officials. Of course, we gave Uncle Keith, <laughs> my brother, who's the head coach at uh, Conway, the mythical creatures is what we call them. We don't say that they're the uh, wampus cats. Yeah. He's the other half of the fantastic Fimple coaching family. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had to give him a hard time during football season. So there's a lot of that. And there's yeah. captain of your ship. That was probably the biggest one. Yes, it was, was hilarious. As a, as a captain of somebody's ship. He looked like uh, uh, he looked like Captain from Captain and Tennille. All he needed was love yes. will keep us together. Yes. That would have, yeah. Yeah, and that was the leaf blower. That's probably been the most mentioned article that we've used. Uh, but we've used things from a smoke machine that almost choked us out uh, to um, okay. we have a fathead of Uncle Keith that we use. Oh, uh, sweet. We have a megaphone. We have mask. Uh, and there's some kind of music and some kind of little, you know, my wife says, as long as you stay non-political and you are having fun with the girls, I'll let you do it. So that's kind of what we've rode with. Mama was okay uh, with it, so it's okay. Yeah, Mama's fine with it as long as we, you know, keep it on the uh, straight and narrow. <laughs> it's kind of like watching, you know, everybody loves Muss, uh, you know, Coach Musselman's yep. pregame. That's kind of what ours is. It's like a pregame before uh, hand. And, uh, All right, uh, I got just a Twitter machine. I'm going to check it out. It's, a, it's right. golden. It is, it's okay, fantastic. Uh, well, Coach, so you guys are moving on. You'll play tonight against, I believe, Cabot, uh, Winston against yes. Cabot. Uh, then you have a little time off, and then it's the uh, north side uh, for what will be the one and two seeds uh, coming out of the conference. Is that right? Yes, sir. Good deal. Yes, sir. Good deal. Uh, you know, the 6A Central is loaded. They're, you know, uh, North Little Rock, 
uh, his, you know, Coach Fimple's team, North Side, uh, Conway. It's you know, it's loaded. I mean, All on the girls' did. side. Yeah. But coach, I tell you what, I uh, we this uh, came down yesterday. News came down yesterday. We've got two girls in the state of Arkansas who were selected to the McDonald's All America team. Uh, Miriam Dowda from Bentonville, six six uh, post player who is signed with Baylor, and Jersey Wolfenbarger. Coach, you've seen her play. I know you're ready for her to graduate. But she, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably be at her. Drink. I'll be <laughs> yes. out there, yeah, cheering cheer her, her on as she goes across. Uh, so uh, and, and both of them are fantastic players. Yes. We played both of them. Yeah, we played uh, Bentonville earlier in the year, uh, and they they beat us out last year in the quarterfinals of state. Uh, and she's a spectacular player. You know, of course, she signed with Baylor, so uh, she's you know. I don't know why people failed to mention that she's a McDonald's All-American from Arkansas, which is a fantastic. We had two kids. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in a state is, this uh, size. Amazing yes. how talented uh, Arkansas basketball is. Well, I coaching, mean, that's what I was leading into was, so we've got two uh, McDonald's All-Americans, Miriam Dowda, Jersey Wolfenbarger. We've got a girl, uh-huh. we've got a girl from, from uh, Little Rock area, I believe she went to CAC, who starts for UConn. Yes. Uh, Christy Williams. Christy, yeah. Yes. So, yes. coach, in this state, and I know you've you've been coaching a while, but has the girls' basketball in this state ever been better? I'm, I'm talking about on a national elite level. Uh, you know, that's the funny thing is that we, and and it gets overlooked because it is women's basketball sometimes. But the number of Division One players that we've had that go and play at Power Five schools is phenomenal. Yes, I mean. I mean, it's a story in itself. Yes. I mean, you know, you got Sasha that's playing at Oregon State yes. that played at Fayetteville. I mean, you've got, um, you know, Jersey's. This, I mean, she's a top five player in the country. Yep. Um, and I and I'll tell you about Jersey is, and, and just because I've seen her play as a five nine nine grader, now she's a six six senior. Yep. Which is a story in itself. Uh, but you see a kid that's worked and worked and worked, and her skill level. She's such a unique player. I mean, I don't. And and I'm I'm talking about I've played in the tournament of champions. I've played with the Haley Joneses. I've seen uh, Azzy Fudd. I've seen all those kids, and they're phenomenal players on the national scene. But Jersey's the most unique kid I've ever seen uh, playing basketball in my 23 years of doing this. Um, so in what I mean, way? She is something something else to watch. I mean, she's the Kevin Durant. I mean, oh, okay. she can do it all. You just, yeah. you just don't see that. I mean, she's not a Six six kid, they stick at the block. She can if she wants to. Yeah, uh, you know she can shoot the three. She can play the point guard. She's literally the women's game has probably gotten in front of the men's game on the fact that it's become positionless. Uh, you know they're taking big kids now. It's almost like the NBA where they're you know they don't really have back to the basket post players anymore. Now, coach, you compared her to KD, who was a fantastic player. I went back even farther than that, and I said she's she's Magic Johnson. That's who she is. There's nothing oh, yeah. she, she can't do. Yeah. I mean, Six, she gets, point she, guard, she gets her own was. rebound and takes it the, the length of the court and can take it mm-hmm. to the hole or pass off or pull up. And hit. There's nothing she can't do. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But, you're right. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. We've always said that, uh, you know, when Arkansas women's basketball was struggling, there's a, my goodness, if they could put put a wall around this state, you know, you go back to, uh, to Micah Kirsch and – Oh, and, gosh, and, yeah. And, yes, yeah. And, and then these I mean, kids – yeah. Louisiana Tech benefited from some of these Arkansas girls. Yeah, they did. Oh, gosh. Yes, you know, the, probably the best player I ever coached against was Erica Smith-Lee. Yes. That's the head coach yeah. of West Memphis that yes. went to La Tech from Palestine. Yep. And she was a phenomenal player. Rachel Allison that was at Jonesboro, went to Baylor. I mean. Ruby Bell. Uh, it, it's been going on for a long time. Uh, 
uh, and now I think Mike is really first of all Mike's style of play is going to get players to want to play yes. there. Yep. And then Fast, he has become up. successful yep. with it. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to play there? Exactly. I mean, if you were a player, uh, and especially uh, able to see what uh, you know Dungey's done and Slocum's done and Ramirez has done, and and uh, I mean that style of play, I think, is going to catch a lot of players' eyes, and you're going to see. Uh, I think Jersey's just the tipping point. I think, and then the other fact of the matter is a lot of good players. You know, it's like I said, Azzy Fudd earlier. You know, she's the number one player in the country, and you know she's going to UConn because her and Paige played together. The Becker kid that's oh, at UConn she right is now, incredible. So, <laughs> and, and, I, and I see just talking to Jersey and and following Jersey and uh, how Jersey's been raised. She's going to be the best recruiter for Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to play with her? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Darryl, everybody, everybody wants to play with good players. Yep. I mean. Hey, you know, and, and, and they're still coming. I covered a game last night, Springdale Harbor, and a sophomore forward center, uh, Patience McDaniel, 32 points, uh, 10 to 12 free throws. I mean, she spun to the basket doing this, the baseline. They could not stop her. And she made four three-point plays the hard way. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and you know uh, Jersey's going to be working on that kid in a couple years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, I think that's the, the, the way that you, you know, you get, that's, I mean, she's a program, program yeah. builder. She's a changer. She's, yeah. you know, she's got a lot of players. things that uh, are unique about her. And then uh, just Mike and his staff do such a phenomenal job of promoting those kids and their style of play is so, so different and so wide open uh, that you're going to be able to recruit a lot of those kids. Wow. Well, Coach, listen, thanks for coming on with us today. And, and uh, we've been wanting to have you on for a couple of weeks and, and we, you know, yeah. got snowed out a little bit. Uh, but thanks for being on with us. And, listen, good luck to you guys uh, tomorrow night and then moving on into the state tournament that will be in a couple of weeks. We'll see you up here, Coach, in Fayetteville for that yeah. uh, here in a couple of weeks. And uh, uh, now we also have to mention Coach Pimple is an Alma boy. Yes, yes he is. Yes, Coach, he now, is. Did, did, you, did you play football at, at Alma, Coach? Well, if you lived in Alma back then and you didn't play football, they would probably exodize you. Yeah, so you're a Frankie Frankie Vine. I remember uh, being in first grade and going through a line and Coach Vines measured my uh, head for a helmet. There you go. So, yeah, (laughs) I definitely played football at Alma. There you go. There you go. There you go. Frankie Vines, the legend, Frankie Vines. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Well, Coach, listen, thanks for being on with us today, and good good luck to you guys. And uh, we will catch up with you here in a couple weeks when you guys make it up here to Fayetteville to the 6A state tournament. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so thanks, much. Thanks, Coach. So that was Coach Daryl Fimple, the uh, girls basketball coach at um, North Little Rock, the Lady Charging Wildcats. That's a whole long headline in itself right there, the Lady Charging Wildcats. Now, how did that come about, Henry? I know you know. It was consolidation of two schools, was it? That's right. They, North Little Rock used to be North Little Rock Northeast and North Little Rock Old Main. Northeast was the Chargers. Old Main was the Wildcats. Oh, no good deal. So when they consolidated into one high school, they made the mascot Charging Wildcats. There you and go. everybody was happy. There you go. I guess. There you <laughs> go. All right. So, boys, we are down now to the last couple of games in the 6A West Conference this week. Um, got a makeup game being played Wednesday night, Bentonville and Rogers, and then they will wrap up the regular season on Friday night. Everybody will get their games in Friday night because we're having balmy 70-degree days now. You know, we're, we're okay. I don't think snow's going to be 
in the forecast for this weekend. From I'm not, minus I'm, 15 to almost 70. That, yes, that's, that's, that's amazing. This wow. is why my allergies feel like somebody's punched me in the face all day long today. Um, so we got that going on. I got some fighting cock whiskey in the back of the truck. I might need that, some of that. Uh, me a look. Uh, you wake up three days later and you'll be feeling you don't fine. Even, you don't even care if you have allergies. That's no, enough of that. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Henry, so we got that going on. We got the small school, 4A and below. Uh, conference tournaments are, are playing uh, out this week. Um, that will lead into regionals next week. Now, we're going to be covering some of the regionals. We've got four regionals in the northwest Arkansas area. Make sure I get these right. We've got the 4A North in Ozark, the 3A1 in Bergman, the 2A West in Magazine, and the 1A Region 1 over in Lead Hill. So those are the four regionals that we will have going on here. Those will feed then into the various state tournaments. Now, the only state tournament in northwest Arkansas that will be played will be the 6A state tournament in Fayetteville. And, Henry, that starts when? March the? That would be uh, the week of March the 8th. March the 8th. So we want to make sure that our listeners understand the state tournament is going to be done a little bit differently this year as far as number of games played in each day so that the gyms can be cleared out, they can be sanitized, and fans can come back in for the next game and the next game. So, Henry, is this right? Four, four, and four games. Four day, four games on Wednesday, four on Thursday. Or is uh, that right? The, the, a timeout on it. It depends on the classification. Gotcha. Because in the six A, there's only twelve teams that advance. Right. So they will go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Gotcha. Okay. Now you go to five A, who has sixteen teams that go okay. to the state tournament. Theirs will actually start Monday. Monday. Go okay. Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then the following Monday. Then the following Monday. Okay. So, wow. so they will play until March 15th wow. for the semifinals, then turn around and go to whoever. A couple of days later. Yeah, yeah and go to Hot Springs. Hot Springs. Now, also Hot Springs is going to have 12, I'm sorry, yeah, 12 games over three days, right, for That's girls correct. and boys. Um, and so those games are also split up. There's four games each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Hot Springs, and they're paired up by classification. And I believe it's six, the two six A's, if I, however it's done, I can't remember the schedule. Uh, but the classifications play on the same day. So you'll have both 3A games played on the same day, both 5A games played on the same day, both 6A games, and that, that, that kind of thing, so that you don't break up the classifications. It, the, the classifications will be played together. Right. For instance, I do know in the Class 6A, the girls' game will be at 10 a.m. on that Thursday. That Thursday. And, and the boys' game will be at 1 p.m. That's right. So, yeah, they're given three hours uh, between. between games where they used to only give an hour and 45 minutes. Right. So double, almost double the time. Um, of course, this is the place a year ago where everything was the – pl- the plug was pulled on everything. Uh, when COVID-19, if you remember that day, I believe it was March the 12th, yep. uh, March something, yeah, March the 12th or 13th. Um, when the plug got pulled on everything. And uh, I think the baseball and softball teams had played a couple of games, maybe four or five. I don't know that soccer played a single game. Maybe maybe a couple of teams got a game in. Um, and and I don't believe a single track meet was held, right, Henry? Or big big meet? Not not a full track meet. We had the wide timing invitational, but but that is only running events. So right. we had that one. We were fixing to have the first full meet at uh, Springdale Harbor when everything just got shut down. Wow! So that was one year ago, uh, coming up soon in the first second week of March. 
Um, so uh, this year, of course, there are still COVID protocols, there are still COVID issues, but they have, we have found a way um, to be fluid and to move things around so that these kids, and it's all about the kids, right, Rick? It's only, it's, it's, that's the only thing that matters. Ain't about you. Ain't about you. We it's don't about care about you. Don't care about you. Yeah. Don't care about it. It's about the kids. You got some problems, stay at home. That's right. Um, so there's still going to be masking requirements, social distancing, gyms will not be full. Uh, we've already talked about how they're going to clear out the gym, sanitize, and bring you know fans back in after that's done. So we have found a way to live with this with with COVID nineteen and make it work, and we're going to continue to make it work, whatever it takes. Absolutely. So that's going on now. We got state swim and dive meet that'll be this weekend in Bentonville. The wrestling also was postponed last week in Little Rock. That's been moved back to the first weekend in March. Um, so we'll have the state wrestling going on in Little Rock. It'll be a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday state tournament, not a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They had to do that not for COVID, not for weather, but because there is a scheduled event at UALR on that Saturday where they host the state meet. So they moved wrestling uh, back a day to, to do Wednesday for the girls, then Thursday, Friday for the boys. So, so winter sports are going to be, be finishing up here in just a couple more weeks. Boy, props to everybody for getting that done. Yep. Spring sports going to happen, um, and uh, those are ready to get kicked off in earnest on March the first. And I cannot wait to cover some warm afternoon soccer, baseball, and and uh, that kind of stuff going on uh, out in the warm sun, uh, you know, up here. And let's so those kids can get their turn to play because they didn't last season. Now, also uh, wanted to let our listeners know this Sunday. This will be February 28th, this Sunday, in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We will preview all the spring sports that are going to be starting up here soon. We are previewing baseball, softball, soccer, and track and field. So we'll have all that for you. Um, a nice little package. It'll be in the digital-only edition. So if you're not a subscriber and don't have an iPad, I'm giving you a warning. If you want to see this, call our circulation department. Today, don't delay and let that hit, let them hook you up with your iPad so you can see that and all the other sports that we'll have for this spring and because uh, it's about to get crazy up in here. Hey, you know, uh, we like crazy. We love crazy. These kids, you, uh, they got to be tickled or ready to go, if I can use my Southern uh, terminology. They got to be sitting on go. They uh, didn't get to play hardly at all last year, so uh, I'm excited for them, and I know they're excited to get back out, out on the field in whatever sport they participate. Absolutely, and we'll be back next week with Prep Rally, the podcast, in which we will talk about how the 6A West Conference tournament is progressing, and we will take a look ahead to at the regionals um, that'll be going on at the places that we mentioned earlier. So we'll have a full show for you next week, and we'll we'll try to find another good guest with us. I don't know if anybody can match Darrell nah, Fimple. A that's, that's, that's a, a that's a high bar right there. But yeah. uh, but we will uh, we'll see what we can do. So that's it for this week's show, Prep Rally the Podcast. And until next week, I'm Chip Sousa for Henry Apple and Rick Fires. We will catch you later. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.